Well, hello and welcome to Rhythms of Grace. Uh, once again, I am here with Just Sung. My first name is Sung, not Just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, yes. Uh, I mean, uh, I'm here with the wonderful Sung. Um, and uh, Nate is, yeah, still on vacation with his family. So uh, we're going to continue talking about this little mini series yeah. uh, on how to stay kind of healthy in general. Yeah. yeah. We've been talking about rest, the seven different t- types of rest. And uh, first of all, I appreciate people who've been telling me like, oh, yeah, we've been listening to the rest season on rest. And and um, so uh, just this past week, I met somebody down from down south who named Eric. Hi, Eric. And he's like, yeah, I've been listening to your uh, season on rest. And uh, (laughs) so I I love meeting listeners from different parts of the country or when people text or email and let us know. And so really appreciate that. Today, we're going to talk about exercise. This Mm -hmm. is one of the three building blocks, uh, diet, exercise, and sleep, and uh, that we're going to start off with. And I kind of did a quick dive into the history of exercise as we know it. And it's quite fascinating. Interesting. I'm ready. So did you know, like, uh, the way we think of exercise today is really more of a modern phenomenon. It's been only in development since the last, like, the last 50 to 70 years. Oh, wow. I... I would have guessed since like the turn of the century, but yeah. that's, wow. Yeah. Well, uh, and again, like Nate talks about this sometimes, he's a farmer yeah. and back in the day when we were hunters, gatherers, like, like that, there was no such thing as exercise because yeah. your body was constantly in motion just for basic survival. Yeah. So back in the sixties, uh, uh, people rarely exercised. Wow. Um, l- less than 20% of people uh, in, in the U.S. actually exercise. In fact, back then, exercise, this, this was quite fascinating. Culturally, uh, it was forbidden for women because it was seen as, as very self-indulgent. Interesting. <laughs> right? <laughs> and uh, athletes were actually, uh, um, uh, didn't exercise because it was uh, considered, because you, you were considered at risk for overexerting yourself. Wow. And so, and in fact, in the 50s and earlier, nineteen, the first half of the 20th century, if you were a, a man and you exercised, you went to, and you went to a gym, gyms back then were associated more with alternative lifestyle, mm, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, so you, you were considered gay hmm. uh, or homosexual. And so that has vastly changed. Yeah. And uh, really what changed it was, uh, back from the 1940s and 50s and, and then 60s, it was still kind of like this, in, in the 70s, it was still like this whole subculture. Mm-hmm. So in fact, if you went walking, uh, l- let me let me take a step back. <clears throat> uh, that whole fitness movement started because when people start to move to more desk jobs mm. and the lifestyle became more sedentary and then Back in the days, 70s, 80s, most CEOs of corporations were white, male, Mm -hmm. older. They were kind of like the what they would call like, quote unquote, fat cats, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, It it was actually that group, uh, because they started dying off, Mm. that really started this health boom. So uh, you were... You were more likely to exercise uh, back in the uh, 60s and 70s if you were college educated, white, and well-to-do. Mm. Now, what does exercise mean well, in this? Okay, okay. <laughs> we'll get to that. Great. And um, now, there is no distinction when it comes yeah. to 
uh, race. Yeah. Right? All races exercise. However, uh, you are twice more likely to exercise if you are college educated. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, um, and over time, like we were talking about in the last episode, uh, um, exercise has become more fixated on weight, mm-hmm. but I, I think it, it, exercise should be more about living longer, yeah. you know, and, and, and being more fit. So when the whole fitness movement started in the seventies, it was all centered around jogging. Okay. Jogging became huh. the big thing. In fact, it, before the health movement started off, if you, if you, if you were just jogging out in the streets, mm-hmm. let's say in the sixties, like a cop would actually stop you yeah. and say, what, what are you running from? Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. Which is just uh, like, I think about that today and I'm like, that's just crazy. Yeah. And so there's this whole subculture and really, I mean, I think even Jimmy Carter uh, as president, he was, uh, and back then presidents had more influence over culture than they do today. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do, but not it's in the same, different. it's yeah. different. So he was really a fan, fanatic about jogging. And so in the seventies, jogging became the big thing. Mm. And uh, what decade were you born? Nineties. Uh, okay. Yeah. So most of this, it'll be a, a, a stroll through memory lane for some of you, <laughs> not for all of you. But in the eighties, I remember this cause I was a little kid in the eighties, uh, exercise became more geared toward women. Mm. So I remember walking into uh, my living room and my parents watching a Jane Fonda mm-hmm. aerobic exercise That's what, video. That's where my brain goes to every time when I think of exercise in the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, what, uh, I mean, in a good way, a woman's sports were getting more mm. attention. Yeah. And uh, aerobic dancing was a big thing. Mm. Uh, And aerobic dancing, unlike jogging or other exercises, it was much more communal. You could do it with a group of people. And for those of you who lived during the decade of the 80s, you may remember some of these uh, names, but jazzercise became Mm -hmm. a huge phenomenon in the 80s. In fact, in the mid 80s, it it was a second largest franchise only next to Domino's Pizza. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's how big it became. And you may remember this name as well, too. Not only Jane Fonda, but Richard Simmons. I don't. You don't? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, uh, YouTube Richard Simmons. Okay. He... You know, uh, I, I will say he, he is just like his own person. And I, I remember the, he, he gave a testimony before Congress um, in a suit and tie, which you mm. never saw him in a suit and tie. You saw yeah. him in this like, you know, uh, like short shorts and just like, yeah. you know, and it, it was great. He gave this really impassioned plea. And, you know, he's got kind of like a, a high voice. Hey, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, like first you, you're not used to seeing Richard Simmons in a suit and tie, but then he, there he was, he was just who he was yeah. and it was great. Richard Simmons was all the phenomena in the eighties, as well as all those infomercials as seen on TV, thigh masters <laughs> yeah. or ab rollers. And some of those are still around. And, and then that was, it, it was during the eighties that all the, um, fitness centers became mm-hmm. a huge hit, you know, gold's gym, uh, mm-hmm. I remember uh, seeing all these guys in muscle muscle shorts with Gold's Gym, and that that were for people who are really serious about weightlifting. Mm-hmm. And then Bally Fitness, Pl- uh, Planet Fitness, LA Fitness, all all those uh, uh, workout centers kind of came into being. Mm-hmm. So in the '90s, and this is kind of more your era and yeah. decade, yoga became a big thing. Mm-hmm. That was the birth of yoga, and yoga brought more than strength cha- training. While it, it did core strength, it also brought balance and flexibility into uh, exercise as well as Pilates. Mm. Do you remember Pilates or were yeah. you still? Okay. Yeah. 
Um, and then, uh, uh, for some of you, you, you remember seeing the infomercial for Thai bow. Have you ever seen that? Billy mm-hmm. Blanks. I don't think so. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Let's just stroll through memory lane for some of us who are older. And, and then it was actually in the nineties that high intensity interval training actually uh, came into being. Um, and then, uh, the, and then the, in Japan, exercise is a very big thing. Mm. Um, and they actually do communal exercises and I didn't know this, but there's this thing called radio Taiso where, uh, because it's such a communal thing, you play, uh, uh, like video, like exercise instructions through a loudspeaker in your house. And then the whole local community would listen to it and do exercise in their own house. That's awesome. <laughs> and so I, I don't know, but, uh, I, um, like I, sometimes when you go to like some park in some large city, mm, yeah. you always find like usually a group of older Asian men or women mm. <laughs> doing stretch exercises in the park communally because back in the, the war era, that's how they exercised. Mm. Fascinating, right? Yeah. And then more currently there's Zumba and the cult these days, CrossFit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh, you might have just offended some of our listeners. Well, hey, I, it's, it's a good thing, yeah. right? Cro- cro- I good mean, cult. yeah, it, it, I mean, other people call it a cult because yeah. of the intense loyalty and yeah. passion that these people have uh, about CrossFit and, and just the culture within that, yeah. right? So that's that, that was just a fascinating uh, dive into the history of exercise. And yeah. I, I had never thought about it that, but the exercise was, yeah, since like the, 70s so the last 50 years or so and that that makes it as you were talking through it it's you know I was thinking like oh yeah well at least until the 20s everyone was walking Mm -hmm. um because you know I mean there were cars but they weren't not not most most people did not have cars or um you know access to the car all the time or before you know the 80s there weren't computer jobs. Right. Um, so there were desk jobs, but right. not as many. Um, so just thinking about how that, that lines up and exercise follows those kind of trends in our culture a, a little behind, yeah. but yeah. Well, and even walking back, let's say in, in the early parts of this, uh, of the 20th century, it wasn't for the purpose of exercising yeah. it was to, there was a, a, a utilitarian function like yeah. oh i need to go to the grocery yeah. store i need to walk to work or so it was much more like a a, a purpose rather than just a oh, fitness or yeah. health yeah so again the the fitness movement or the health kind of obsession that we see today really is a more modern phenomenon yeah. which i thought was just as an ideas person i, I was just fascinated by yeah so, interesting yeah yeah. So when it comes to exercise, um, uh, what are your thoughts on this, Christine? And what are some of your practices? Yeah. Um, so I, I think, um, exercise, I'm gathering my thoughts. Um, so, uh, one of the things that, that stood out to me also was just the statistic of college educated people being twice as likely Mm -hmm. to educate or to exercise. Um, which I, I'm sure this isn't the only reason, but I'm just thinking about like when I worked at the restaurant, I would get easily 10,000 steps Mm, a day mm -hmm. at the minimum. And I was carrying, you know, six bowls of ramen (laughs) on a tray back and forth across, you know, so I was like not having to exercise to work out every day. Um, and for me, that's my ideal situation. Like I wish if if I could get all of my exercise without 
exercising. that being the purpose, right. that would be my ideal lifestyle. Cause I think that, I, I mean, we have to exercise because we don't do it in regular life. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that is one of the reasons I love walking places is mm-hmm. because then it's like, okay, well, if I'm carrying, you know, three bags of groceries, uh, for two miles, that's, that's a workout. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's for me, my ideal situation. And walking for you is kind of like a, uh, I don't know what to call it, like a, uh, a ritual, a habit. Um, and there was a time when you didn't have a car, you were living in Ann Arbor. And for most people, it would be like the ultimate inconvenience, Yeah. but your perspective on it was very different. Yeah. Right. Say yeah. more about that. Yeah. It was, I mean, in some ways it was like a spiritual discipline where it was, I mean, obviously not a discipline cause I had to do it, but, um, it was like, Oh, I get to spend this hour disconnected from my phone, mm-hmm. you know, like just experiencing nature, experiencing the presence of God, um, getting my workout in for the day. Um, it was just a really like mentally refreshing, spiritually refreshing, mm-hmm. physically refreshing practice. Yeah. And when you walk, whether it's a neighborhood or a park, you notice things yeah. that you don't when you're driving. Yeah. Yeah. I, I lived in Albuquerque for four years during college. Um, and I, because I would take the bus everywhere, I never knew where anything was for, <laughs> for four years. Um, but when I moved here, I had studied abroad in, in, the UK where walking is a lot more prevalent. And I was like, Oh, I want to do that more. And so I would take the bus less intentionally and walk more. And within like a couple months, I knew Ann Arbor Mm -hmm. because I had walked it and I had been paying attention. And, um, I felt like, yeah, it was just, I, I knew the area. I, I noticed, you know, how old the, the goslings were as they started, to, <laughs> you know, as the eggs hatched and they, they grew up over the summer, you know, right. just things like that. Yeah. Yeah. So do you, is walking a, still a regular part of your rhythm? Yeah. I, I live. Because you have a car now. Yeah. I, I have a car now. Um, I live like, a um, a mile from the grocery store. Mm-hmm. So all of my groceries I get on foot at, okay. uh, when possible, walk to coffee when possible. Um, if, if I have time to, uh, and energy to like, uh, I have to like go in this really sketchy area where there are no sidewalks and there's a freeway <laughs> entrance, uh, in order to get to the side of town. But if I have the energy and mental acuity to make it across mm. that sketchy area, um, I'll even walk here from time to time. Yeah. Um, but, and how long is that walk? Oh, it's only, it's like 45 minutes. Okay. Yeah. So it's not, it's not terrible. <laughs> and I remember the one time there was an activity at our uh, other Grace location out in Canton, Plymouth, yeah. and you made the walk from the Ann Arbor location to Canton. Yes. And that was how many miles and how long did that take? Yeah, it was about 15 miles. Okay. And it took me, um, I think I left at like seven or 8 AM, mm-hmm. but I, I, I was trying to get there by noon. So I think it was, again, uh, 15 miles sounds far, but I think it was only like three or four hours. Okay. Four four, four or five hours. (laughs) So, um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So walking is a regular part of your routine. Um, You know, the the thing I struggle with, I will say with exercising is, um, and this is not good, when I get busy, Mm. Um, usually on my best days, I have like two 20 to 30 minute slots during the day when I do different kinds of workout. Mm -hmm. So in the morning I'll do like 20, 30 minutes on the treadmill, stretching, all that kind of stuff, more cardio, right? 
And then after dinner, um, again, not, not consistently, but on best days, it's like I do some weight training. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I, I think I've shared this story before too, but back, it was back last fall when I started exercising with my son. Uh, we were exercising, lifting mm -hmm. to failure. And my wife was like, oh, be careful. Make sure Micah doesn't get hurt. <laughs> and here he's 16 years old. I'm not. And I threw out my back, oh, right? Yeah. And, uh, I, I, and so that was like, I don't know how many, at least two, three months where like my back was just, uh, I mean, I could move around, but it was just so uncomfortable. I stopped exercising. Yeah. And then um, my, my back kind of got healed, but then now my shoulder mm. as kind of a after effect or something um, it is, is it, while I've just been through uh, um, physical therapy for it, because um, I've just had limited range of motion, and uh, all of a sudden I'm like, man, like, and so exercise has not been a regular mm -hmm. part of my life, uh, at least in the weightlifting, uh, yeah. strength training area of my life because of that. And so that has been certainly frustrating. And I would say finding consistency in exercise is, has been a struggle for me. And that's where micro habits, like you talked about mm -hmm. and going back to a, a few seasons ago, that kind of meant mind frame has been so helpful. Yeah. Because when I think of exercising, I think of like, oh, I got to sweat a lot. Mm -hmm. I got to run a marathon. I got to exhaust myself. And some days, you know, you get home, you eat dinner. <laughs> like yeah. that's the last thing you want to do. Yeah. But um, I, I think just the encouragement, you, you're just doing something. Yeah. Right. So. And that's what I've found to be helpful. And like, even with, with different friends who either, yeah, like have an isolated part of their body that they can't use to exercise. Mm -hmm. um, I, I tend to use, um, I'll, I'll use YouTube videos these days for exercise. In mm. addition to, since I'm not walking everywhere, I want to, you know, I've just noticed again, like exercise is so good for my spiritual health, mm -hmm. for my mental health. I want to be doing that every day in, in ways that help me feel refreshed. So, um, I'll usually use, uh, like five, 10, 15 minute YouTube videos mm -hmm. for, um, just leg exercises, just mm. biceps, just the abs. And, and I found that way it's like, okay, well, if I, you know, walk to my friend's dog and my arms are like already, like he pulls so hard. <laughs> so, so often it's like, okay, if my arms are like already worn out, I can still get some exercise right. and like work out my abs or, um, and it's a five minute commitment. Mm -hmm. So just for me is telling myself like, okay, I have to do at least one or two videos every day. It doesn't have to be the same part of my body every day, but just getting that exercise, keeping all, like a balance in my body, um, for me has been a, a really helpful habit just over the past like month or two. Okay. There is a book that I read, um, I want to say about a year ago, called The First 20 Minutes, mm. uh, where the author talks about the science of fitness. And that was fascinating. And she confirms what may maybe many of you have read or heard, that you want to get about 150 minutes of exercise a week, mm -hmm. right? So um, so that, that breaks down to what? Uh, about... 20 something minutes a day. Yep. 20 minutes a day. And, and the whole purpose of her book is, is really just, she's trying to show how little exercise, uh, you can do in order to get, uh, a lot of the benefits of mm -hmm. exercise that you don't need to be training three hours a day yeah. or hitting the gym at 5am or, and now if you want to do that, that's great. That's great. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> if you move around for just 20 minutes that you're going to get a huge number of benefits, mm. then, um, than just 
not exercising. Mm-hmm. And, and, and uh, I think the statistic is two thirds of Americans do not exercise mm-hmm. at all. Wow. <laughs> that's a lot of people, that's, right? Yeah. And if you get beyond the first 20 minutes, that's just like cherry on top. Yeah. And so. I think, I mean, that just makes me think about, uh, yeah, I think with two thirds of Americans not exercising, I mean, we'll say like maybe a third of those people are like me when I was a waitress, like, you know, they're exercising, yeah. they're just not exercising for their sake but there's still i think that third where it's probably just it feels unapproachable because yeah for the longest until like this year i thought oh if i want to like actually work out i have to get a gym membership mm-hmm. i have to do like a full body workout or work out for at least an hour to make it worth you know or just like i have to have something i don't know I, it has to be jogging or whatever you think is like the worst possible exercise for me yeah. that's jogging i hate it <laughs> um but you you have this image in your mind that makes it unapproachable and for me that was the biggest barrier until i was like oh it, it doesn't have to be that right it can be um i i usually most of mine are like uh exercises that you can do sitting or laying down that will still be like good <laughs> exercise and i still feel t- i still get a workout yeah. i'm still like sweating at the end of it yeah uh, but for me that's like my ideal exercise situation yeah well <laughs> because like i said and i think this is true for myself too when you think of oh i gotta exercise you think of like you know, you set aside like, you know, an hour and you're just sweating and then you got to get a shower afterwards. Mm -hmm. And it's just so like the, the mental and physical energy to actually start just feels so overwhelming. So then you just kind of slump back on your couch and then you just never do it. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think what we had talked about in our intro, uh, episode into the three building blocks of exercise, not so, so much of exercising today is linked to losing weight. Yeah. And, uh, there's, it's dang, there, there's a destructive side of that. There's a dark side. And if we would think of exercise less about losing weight mm-hmm. and more about living longer and not necessarily, you know, making ourselves skinnier. Yeah. Um, I, I think the other, this is like confession time. The other thing for me too, uh, that makes ex- exercise harder is, um, one, I eat a lot. <laughs> I mean, a lot, um, and I eat fast, both which are of which are not good. Mm. Um, um, in fact, I, when I was I was away on a fishing trip with all these other guys, and they served us food, and it was such good food. And one day I was like, "Oh, I, I missed breakfast or something," because I was like not feeling good. Well, the uh, the one of the cooks mm-hmm. <laughs> asked all the guys, like. Where's the big eater this morning? Oh, no. I was like, oh my goodness. Like, uh, even she knows I'm a big eater. That's funny. Um, um, so, uh, one, of the, one of the challenges for me, this is both exercising and eating, is relatively, um, I'm not super skinny, but I'm not like, like I, I'm like medium build and I, I don't have a lot of like, a ton of like, fat around my abs or whatever. So like the, the, I don't viscerally or physically feel the need to eat less Mm -hmm. or exercise more, Mm -hmm. which actually can be a, 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 actually a hindrance. Mm. I I often equate myself to a physical Pharisee. Mm. I might look okay on the outside, Mm -hmm. but, um, back before I got married, I was, I was looking really bad on the inside. Mm-hmm. And so for, for me now, exercise is much more about health and fitness, uh, living longer, living better, yeah. uh, thinking better, uh, more so than 
getting skinnier? Yeah, I think a lot of a lot of the men in my family um, can stay stick skinny no matter what they eat, no matter how little they exercise, no matter how many liters of Diet Coke they drink a day. You know, it's like that just like runs in my family. Yeah. Um, and I think that is one of the reasons that for me, exercise like uh, it's important for me to think about exercise in terms of health and yeah. not in terms of weight. Right. Um, because, yeah, I remember growing up my my family all saying like oh you know so and so is gonna die first because of what they eat and drink and i'd be like wait but they're so thin like mm -hmm. surely they surely they don't um and and i think yeah we just have this like unhealthy correlation in our minds between yeah. the two yeah and so i would even say da daily or regular activities like even gardening yeah should count as exercise yeah. and what we need to move away from uh, in my opinion is less about talking about exercise mm -hmm. and more about like moving more yeah. throughout the day um so um moving and this is why i'm a big evangelist for um uh, sanding desks mm, at work, mm -hmm. right? Like I, I, I remember reading an article about how sitting is the new smoking. Mm -hmm. And for a while, you may remember this. I was going around the office like, hey, sitting is the new smoking. Yeah. Like don't sit for too long. And it's true. What you want to do is, especially if you're sitting, uh, if you're at a sitting job, like even getting up like once an hour mm -hmm. and just even stretching. Yeah. Um, because there's a whole medical side, which I, I, I don't know enough about, but like just sitting, if you sit at a desk for so long and your legs being in that, in that like, um, posture, it, it, there's correlations between that and illnesses and diseases. Yeah. And so uh, again, uh, the studies coming out, like just even sitting all day has detrimental effects on mm -hmm. your health. And so even, uh, a standing desk and, and I find when I'm standing at my desk, I'm much more likely when I have to stop and think, I'll, I'll just start walking around mm -hmm. versus if you're sitting, you just kind of stay there. Yeah. And, and the longer you sit, the more sometimes you feel stuck just sitting there. Yeah. I've found that for me, um, setting like little reminders on my phone is the easiest way to build new habits, whether mm. that's prayer or walking around. Um, so I have a sitting desk in our office and, um, one of the the ways that it's like because for me i'm like i don't want to just stand up just to stand up that seems like <laughs> it just seems silly right um so i will like strategically plan it also helps with like feeling more energized overall but mm -hmm. i'll like set alarms of like okay now's your time to get water which reminds me to drink my water mm -hmm. today so if you haven't drank it chug it or <laughs> um you know like drink drink some water and, and go walk to the drinking fountain and back which is mm -hmm. like across the building um or like then an hour later grab a snack this is like when you'll eat this little like cliff bar or whatever you know just like really mm -hmm. timing uh, i'm not recommending cliff bars they're mostly sugar but uh, <laughs> that was what came to mind but anyway um just those like little breaks yeah. um and having a purpose for them for me makes a difference mm -hmm. um because uh, yeah i hate useless movement yeah yeah <laughs> you know when i think of like when i walk around the office uh I, i'm in an office I, sometimes i shut the door when i'm doing like sermon prep or other kind of when i need to kind of do some deep work but um <clears throat> being more of an extrovert i i sometimes i'll walk around my office and pace when i'm thinking but sometimes when i'm like i need a break i walk and this is when i walk out and i, I socialize yeah. right? it's an excuse to talk to people yeah. and uh, even if there's nothing really like to, to talk about mm -hmm. like regarding work or ministry or church like i um 
I mean, we there's there's a few people in the office that have have their own private offices, and then there's kind of like an open work, common area workspace. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I know that's not that is not the best setup for productive work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, you know, and studies show that because especially when you're talking to your colleague or whatever, yeah. you're actually not getting work done. Yeah. But there's a whole other side of work culture that it's not just all about tasks, mm-hmm. right? It is about relationships. Yeah. It, it is about getting to know. And so I do, I will say, I, I, I do, I just walk out and just think who's out here that I can talk yeah. to. And um, now without, without like being intrusive and uh, bugging them, but mm-hmm. um, so walking is a, a really good start, you know, yeah. um, kind of um, thing we mentioned in the micro habits season. One thing that you could do is every day, even like some people just hate walking, mm-hmm. right? Just, just like you hate jogging. Yeah. So I would just say, you know what, just put your sneakers on your running shoes on mm-hmm. um, and take one step out the door. And, and if you don't, if you don't want to go walking that day, just turn around mm-hmm. and take them off. But just that one micro habit, mm-hmm. it's not like, Oh, I got to walk 10 miles today. Yeah. Right. Like Christine does. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I just need to take one step out the door. Mm-hmm. and that's all I have to do yeah um, and, and again it, it's more the mindset of consistent exercise a little exercise every single day versus the oh I have an exercise all week I'm gonna go for a three-hour walk mm-hmm. it is better to do like a small 20-minute walk every single day at a leisurely pace you don't have to be speed walking or anything but just as a, at a leisurely pace whether it's uh, with a partner or a friend or a neighbor yeah. or whatever it is um, and for, uh, for me, sometimes the mental barriers are much greater than yeah. the actual physical barriers. Yeah. And, and with that, you know, we we're, we're talking about this in, in the context of a season on rest. And I think, you know, there are those mental barriers, but one that's really common and, and that I experience, uh, I think most often my barrier to exercise aside from like, I don't have time, mm-hmm. but then five minutes solves that. But the other one is like, oh, I'm too depressed to exercise. Yeah. Like I just can't. Or too tired. Or too tired. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever it is. Um, and I think that's one of the things is like just realizing for me, what, what, uh, kind of pushed me to make the change to like exercise more regularly, even if it's like a different, you know, different exercise every day, um, is, uh, just the way that it calms my mind. Mm. Um, because you know, the studies show, uh, exercise releases serotonin and dopamine. Like you're going to feel happier, um, when you're exercising, especially if you go a little harder, uh, you're not thinking about anything else. You're not thinking about the anxieties you might have Mm. or the thing you said wrong at work today, or, you know, like the to-do list for tonight, you're just trying to finish, um, the exercise. And it just, it helps for me helps me get that mental rest, that emotional rest mm-hmm. and, and the physical rest, right? Cause I work in an office. So for me, physical rest is exercising, yeah. um, even, even more than it is, re- you know, resting. Like we think about it typically. Yeah. And if you, if you ever feel like, uh, I mean, I'm too tired to exercise. I would just say, if you just go take a 20 minute walk, mm-hmm. leisurely walk, you yeah. will find that you will feel more energized. Yeah. Again, it's the paradox of mm-hmm. the, uh, of exhaustion. You think you're, you're, you're mentally tired or you're, you're tired in some area of, of your life, but, yeah. and you think I don't have the energy to go for a walk. Yeah. And again, don't think of like, you need to sweat this out for two <laughs> hours, grueling pain, like just going for a simple walk. Um, uh, um, 
can really change how, you know, that, that feeling of tiredness. And instead what what we often do is instead of going for a walk, we're like, Oh, I'm so tired. You just sit on the couch, Mm -hmm. turn on the TV and then get more tired. tired. (laughs) And so, Uh, yeah. And, and, uh, also acknowledging there, there are people who are not able to walk. They're yeah. either too elderly or they have some disability and there's a whole other area of, I know people who go to like the YMCA and swim and all mm-hmm. sorts of other things. And it's like, you have to find your own way of what exercise looks like, yeah. uh, for you and yeah. your own ability abilities. Yeah. I, I, I do feel like that, uh, that note about like, just when you have that mental fog, what exercise does, like often if Jillian and I are like getting at, oh, if we're at our desks, we're starting to like slow down. We're not as productive because of whatever it, you know, just that mental, mental fog. Um, we will, we'll go for like two laps around the building Mm -hmm. and then we have that renewed energy. Um, and sometimes it really is just, yeah, whatever exercise you can do in your space or whatever that looks like. Um, there are so many desk exercises that I used to do on plane rides because I would be, hmm. you know, flying for what 10 are desk or 20. exercises? It's like different. Uh, I <laughs> in a plane plane magazine, um, okay. but it's like exercises that you can do, kind of like oh, like same. leg exercises that you can do under your desk, or okay. like you know things that you can do with your upper body yeah. while you're sitting there that Got just it. give you exercise. But you know you don't have to like leave your desk if that's not an option at your office mm-hmm. or, or whatever it is. Um, but that it really does it like revitalizes the mind. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, the last, the last thought I have about exercise is just to uh, listen to your body mm-hmm. when it comes to exercise. Um, well, with a caveat, right? Because yeah. sometimes your body <laughs> might be like, I just want like comfort food yeah. and just to be lazy. Because mm-hmm. uh, sometimes you could work out too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and hence my throwing out my back and now yeah. my shoulder. Um, and... Um, and if you start feeling pain in different parts of your body, mm-hmm. uh, that is more often than not God's way and, and therefore the body's way of telling you, mm-hmm. hey, you need to slow down and let your body heal. Yeah. In fact, sickness is exactly that mm-hmm. or disease, right? Disease is dis-ease within your body and your body telling you like, hey, you need to slow down mm-hmm. because you've been going so fast. You've not getting, been getting enough rest, not enough sleep. You've been eating bad in so many different ways. Uh, your immune system goes down, you get sick mm-hmm. and that's God slash your body's way of saying, hey, <laughs> like you're, you know, you, you need a break here. Mm-hmm. So, um, so exercise in, in a way that is challenging, but feels good. Uh, we as human beings were really created and uh, built to be on the move. Yeah. Uh, if you think about ancient uh, prehistoric uh, um, um, civilization and uh, um, the way they moved around then and the way that we usually sit around is not natural for yeah. us. So my suggestion would be find ways to move, um, not necessarily, necessarily like these grueling exercises and it can really change your life. And, you know, good science would say, um, 150 minutes a week of mm-hmm. good movement. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily hard grueling exercises. Start somewhere. Start today. Uh, small small changes can make a big difference in your life. Yeah. So as we uh, close this ex- uh, uh, episode on exercise, I hope that you will consider what one small step you're taking this week to be a more physically healthy person.
Makes me want to go out and do some laps right now. Yeah, I know, really. (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you next week. See ya.